0: called Chatterbox, which is a movie about a woman whose vagina talks and there's a shot in the trailer where it sings the national anthem. No, I'm sorry, the vagina sings the national anthem. Yes.
1: How is that even shot? Like, what do you... It's like a microphone in front of her crotch. Oh, okay, got it. So I
0: haven't seen the film, so I don't I I doubt you actually see it talk. But it hit all the notes? Like, I mean, okay. So it's got a voice. Sure. it's called Chatterbox. It's great. Okay. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gore hounds delve
1: into our horror movie notebook from college in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as As the the final final girl girl.
0: join julia and marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror vhs
1: we viewed and logged in our notebook breaking each movie down one by one speaking out over all the ghastly minutiae and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. survival. Hey, everyone. Hi. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. We are the first podcast from Indie Popcorn recording at the circus. I'm Marian. I'm Julia. This is episode 53 titled, These Quaaludes Are Murder on My Skin. Because we're talking about 1981's Hell Night. (laughs) That's the difficult thing when you just take so many Quaaludes. You know, Julia, when you take so many Quaaludes and your skin breaks out. I wish I had that This is like every problem you wish you had. I know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, we'll get into this.
0: (laughs) Uh, The tagline for this movie is, pray for day.
1: Yeah. Okay. I give it a meh. It rhymes.
0: It does.
1: (laughs) It makes sense in the plot. Yeah, you know. So this
0: uh, this movie was directed by Tom DeSimone, okay, who also directed. um, So he started out doing gay porn um, (laughs) with some incredible names. I just have to read some because they delight me. Okay,
1: hot truckin. Wait, I'm sorry. These are the names of the actors who were in. No, no, no. These be- are the names of the movies. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The okay.
0: corner movies that Jeff. Uh, okay, right, I'm uh, caught up. Tom's okay. Disamandrit before this. Uh, hot Truckin'. Okay. Swap Meat. M E A T. Sure. Okay. That's fantastic. No, I know. I know. It's so good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, he also directed uh Angel Three, the final chapter in the Angel series. I'm a big fan of the series.
1: Is Angel the one where it's like college student by day, high school
0: student by high day, high school student by day, Hollywood hooker, hooker by night, Hollywood
1: hooker by night? What was with Hollywood hookers like that? Was, I I love that 80s love Hollywood
0: that. sleaze. That's I really so do. Funny. It's okay. beautiful. Um, <laughs> he also directed a movie, um, which I've only seen the trailer for, but the trailer is phenomenal. Okay. called Chatterbox, which is a movie about a woman whose vagina talks and there's a shot in the trailer where it sings the national anthem.
1: This no, I'm w- sorry. The vagina sings the national yes. anthem. How is that even shot? Like, what do you? It's like a microphone in front of her crotch. Oh, okay. Got so it. So I
0: haven't seen the film. So I don't, I, I doubt you actually see it talk. But Did it hit
1: all the notes? Like, yeah. I mean, okay. It's like, so it got it a voice. Range. And
0: like, sure. And it's called Chatterbox. Yeah. It's great.
1: Okay. Okay. So
0: I'm already on board with you, Tom DeSimone. Wow. Your titles, <laughs> titles are fantastic. So this is
1: his like mainstream debut? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, this movie was also executive produced by Chuck Russell. Yeah. Um, and IMDb tells me that Frank Darabont is a PA on this movie. Yeah. Um, little baby Frank Darabont. Baby Frank Darabont. Uh, Chuck Russell did Nightmare Three, in uh-huh. uh, the Nightmare Saga. Um, and uh, and yeah. And so it's it's funny too because like I think I didn't realize when I watched this that I thought Hell Night would be like you know, it's, a, it's been a tough night. It's been real rough. And it means the exact, like, college version of Hell Night, where it's just like, it's Hell Night. Right. And that's kind of like, remember when um, Halloween came out and John Carpenter was like, there hasn't been a movie called Halloween yet. Right. And that's, I sort of had the same thought with Hell Night. I'm like, there hasn't been a movie called Hell Night yet? No. That didn't come up You just come up
0: with the title and then you fit the movie to the title. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is this is cresting not only on the slasher phase, yeah. but also on the post-animal house, frat house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fray, you know, big right. phase. Just
1: fuse them together and, and you, you have movie gold.
0: Beautiful um, thing. The opening shot of this movie... The scream. Well, there's... Okay, so you hear a scream and um, then it cuts to wet t-shirt contest, girls yeah. getting uh, water on their chest. Did you not notice the opening shot is like the like an all in forever. one yeah. crazy mm-hmm. like through the
1: college. It's yeah. really in, incredible. shot. Yeah, I know this movie. I think the budget for this was like about a million dollars. And I'm like, I think a great deal of it was that opening
0: shot. Just, it, so much Dolly tracks. So
1: many extras yeah. and just so much chaos. Yeah. The beginning of this movie is like a super 80s college bonfire costume party. It's Halloween. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah. And uh, and so it's like they're. Everyone's in costume, um, but also it is hell night. And so all the uh, sorority and fraternity pledges are being hazed that night. Mm-hmm. And that's the night where, like, you have to really show how much you want to be part of you whatever, in this case, Alpha Sigma Rho, uh-huh. um, by doing all the crazy nonsense. Uh, and they got some crazy nonsense lined up for the for four particular kids.
0: They do. Um, so we have a party sequence in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then uh, everyone drives drunk over to the uh, Garth mansion girls oh, on the hoods of the cars with torches with
1: torches yeah so it's kind
0: of mad max just a little bit <laughs> it's just
1: a, it's a little bit of a throwback
0: like, that's like the level of mad max
1: we have yeah. in this movie and you meet um before they go out there you meet uh the super douchebag president of the house peter bennett mm-hmm. um who's just if you picture 80s douchebag it's this guy it's yeah exactly like you already hang on think about it Yep, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly who this guy is. But it's
0: not the Billy Zabka kind of douchebag. No, uh, although we do get a Billy Zabka type. But it's yes. like the goofy Billy. Billy no, Zabka but it's type.
1: more like the preppy entitled. It's like the
0: Animal House president guy.
1: Totally. Yeah. You know? Exactly. They're
0: like, mm-hmm. give me someone who looks like that guy. Yeah. Exactly. Not looks But is slightly
1: Zabka. more seventies hair uh-huh. and like, yeah, that's ba- that's basically uh,
0: it. Apparently, uh, according to IMDb, see, this is terrible. We, you know, can't, we can't say that because we just have to sound like we know. Okay. We know all these facts. Okay.
1: We didn't look him up on the internet. No, we didn't
0: look him up. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, apparently has the cape, Peter Bennett, the purple cape, that fantastic cape he oh, wears. Oh, really? And, like, wears it every Halloween. Really? I would like that to be true. That's.
1: <laughs> I do hope that that's true. Because no
0: one now knows what Hell Night is, but he's like, I'm holding on to it. That's yeah. so
1: funny. Good for him. Um. So, yeah, they all, we, they all basically, they all drive drunk, uh, and we meet sort of like our four you know, college students. Uh, Marty, who is Linda Blair, who's like our final girl in this.
0: An adorable. looking
1: very cute. She I'm I'm into Linda Blair. <laughs>
0: She's so cute. She's like very cute. I can't handle how cute she is. Trubic
1: little faces. Yeah. Um and then we meet Jeff, played by Peter Barton, uh-huh. who's like the preppy rich kid, but he's not a dick. Right. Kind of guy. Um and then Seth, who's like kind of a surfer. He's like I feel like I feel like he's like
0: Billy Zabka. Meets Spicoli.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 a great. That's that's possibly what the
0: casting director was going for. Yeah, what they got Uh, both Vincent Van Patten and Peter Barton were on Young and the Restless. By the way.
1: Oh really? Together. Peter Barton. uh,
0: No, not together. Oh okay. Well, maybe together. Mm -hmm. um, Because Peter Barton was on it from like nineteen eighty eight to like two thousand five. Wow. He's one of those guys. Was that was that one? Was that
1: the one that you watched? Would you watch Young and the Restless? My grandmother watched that one. Um, I watched a little bit of days of our lives okay. um, and a little bit of general hospital. okay. Um, but yeah, my grandmother watched all the watches all the CBS ones. Oh, so okay. yeah those ones um and then our last person is uh denise who's the wild girl my like, fucking hero yeah i um, love denise she's, I she's
0: up in my new uh, was i was like, like oh <laughs> new favorite character um, yeah. yeah uh yeah she's she's something um so the idea is for hell Knight that mm-hmm. if you want to pledge to are they they can't both be pledging to alpha sigma row i'm a
1: little confused about that too because they're just like hey do you guys want to be an alpha sigma row i'm like i'm sorry is it like a co-ed fraternity or? let's just pretend
0: we're in this future where it doesn't matter
1: two guys two girls let's do this thing. Thing, yeah, it's you know. fine. Yeah. So uh,
0: what you have to do is you have to stay overnight in the Garth mansion mm-hmm. where uh, Raymond uh, Garth went ban- bananas and yeah. killed his family. And Peter gives this enormous speech yeah. of, just in
1: grim detail. Narrative, 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 narrative. Yeah.
0: About how horrible he killed his family. Yeah. Um, his ca-
1: like he, he was married to a woman and they had... Th- three children but they were sort of they were all deformed in various ways and he takes his time explaining like one always dragged a foot one made grunts things that'll come back later right. um just very and then yeah one day he just basically went bonkers and like killed them all and except for one one they never found the body well,
0: andrew the gorked out one and i was like what the fuck does that mean they keep saying it in the movie gorked, gorked out, out and they yeah. call, keep calling it gork i'm like what is a gork what's a gork i looked it up okay Gork um, is a medical slang, Uh usually disparaging, Uh which stands for God only really knows. And it's a terminal patient whose brain is non-functional and the rest of whose body can be kept functioning only by extensive use of mechanical devices and nutrient solutions. That's
1: pretty harsh
0: way harsh yeah not to mention inaccurate because yeah if the guy was really gorked out you'd just be laying in a coma yeah
1: i think you just like saying say the word gork okay yeah i just want to let you know no. i know what it means now no good i thought it was like an 80s slang thing i'm like is that no what is that? dork
0: yes yeah gork no uh, yeah
1: i thought it was like dork meets geek couldn't tell you yeah, yeah i don't know something like that um so yeah so basically like their job is you have to spend the night in this house but it's only six hours they're like we'll be back in dawn in six hours. Well, I also think that probably since they're like, they've been like partying the whole night, they're like, oh, wait, we totally have to do that spend the night thing. Oh, wait, six hours. Well, better than nothing. Uh-huh. Um, I also like to just like, beyond the drunk driving, how when he shows up to the house, uh, he takes a gun and yeah. like shoots the lock, mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, no one's. Notices like no one's just impressed carrying a gun, just shooting off locks. Everyone's just like, oh, Peter Bennett. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's the president of the of the sorority or fraternity. Never really get much action. They're always like the asshole. Like, yeah. they get like everyone kind of hates him yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because he takes this all way too seriously, super
1: seriously. Yeah, so they have to
0: spend the night in this nasty mansion. Right, um, where, murders happened. where murders happen. Where murders happened. And Peter, they but they give him a gun. Mm-hmm. So. Presumably they have a gun, so that's right. nice. Which
1: is also just like in the line of terrible ideas. Everyone's like drunk and high and scared out of their mind. Also have a gun. Yeah. Like, uh, not, so not when they come
0: in, uh Denise uh pulls out Quaaludes, and Jack Daniels. And then the world's tiniest radio. Which is in her tits where she's just like, it's time to party, guys. But I was like, there was no radio that small in the 80s,
1: was there? Like, it's like tiny. It's like an
0: iPod mini. It's yeah, like-
1: I know. I was like, where, where's this James Bond nonsense that you got? Like, I don't know.
0: And then Linda Blair says uh, that she thought that Peter was supposed to search her before she came in are not supposed to have drug- drinks or drugs, which uh-huh. is... But- Stupid because uh-huh. it's the 80s and of course fraternities, yeah. but she says that he took um a, an ounce of excellent Colombian from me and half a gram of coke.
1: <laughs> Julie's like hero, hero, <laughs> so
0: rad. I'm like that's all on her in her Halloween costume. She's got the all stashed away somewhere. No,
1: yeah, no, she's like packed away. Um, it's funny too because I what I thought was funny also is when they came into the house, how there was a cajillion candles lit. Yeah, and I'm like, did Peter do that? Because this house is supposed to be abandoned since forever, but they're in every room. Uh-huh. So like someone went in and bought a thousand candles and then just happened to light them. You like, know who
0: was lighting those candles? Who? Frank Darabont. Frank,
1: Dar- Frank Darabont. As
0: the PA going through like light all of those Stupid candles. candles.
1: One day I won't be the candle later, I swear to God. <laughs> one day. Mumble mumble. Um <laughs> so yes. So basically they split off as they will and Seth the Surfer and Denise the Party Girl go up to one room and uh, I I would just like to say that I just I I envy that couple because I was never
0: that couple I would never be the couple be like I got some quaaludes I got some Jack Daniels let's go screw in this horrible like (laughs) dusty ass bed upstairs what could be hotter Bed looks pretty gross but then you got you got them and then you got the linda blair peter barton couple totally. which was totally would have been me yeah. and like just <laughs> awkwardly sitting across the room from the other guy and be like hey i'm gonna be honest it still is me it's, so like yeah, it's, it's
1: 100 me um but i also like to they have these kind of two conversations and this uh, that they kind of cut back and forth on that's totally like the who these people are and i feel like like jeff and marty have this like talk about like you know the sort of the dynamics between being rich versus being poor and how she's good with cars but she feels like she can't tell anybody and like how he you know people have this judgment about what it's like to be rich and then you cut to like seth and denise and they're talking about like surfing and sex and, and he like, like
0: surfs on her totally yeah and
1: they're <laughs> just like they're just so ridiculously high i will say that like also to this movie i guess i'll get into this for the, later on in the podcast and i feel like this movie can definitely have a lot of padding elements Mm into in in points but i will say that with this foursome there's something about the actors that where they felt very much at ease with each other Mm -hmm. and i had the sense that like i feel like a lot of these times when you it's like the party girl the good girl the whatever the dynamics and you know it's like that thing that you know i've talked about before where like they're not friends they're clearly not friends and these people the movie doesn't necessarily pretend that they're bffs But I felt like a group dynamic Mm -hmm. in it. I felt like they all wanted to be together. It didn't seem unlikely. It didn't feel feel super screenwritery that puts these people together. And I give a lot of that credit to the actors because they seem to be very at ease with each other. And in most of these movies, especially these kind of post Halloween slasher films, that ain't the case. And sure. And I mean like that really like
0: is the line between what is makes a movie painful and what makes a movie enjoyable is mm-hmm. like do you like watching the actors do you like these characters because if you don't then fucking kill them who cares yeah. but you don't want to see you know, I know Seth get killed or whatever like you just and it
1: makes the peril all the better because even if, even if the peril isn't you know quite up to snuff because, yeah, you're just like, but Seth's pretty cool. But he's cool. But Denise, Denise is, is awesome. Yeah, She just has quailu Then you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and you want that more versus just like, well, can she stop talking? That would be great. Right.
0: Well, you do get plenty of her in lingerie. So that's <laughs> a little true. something for everyone. <laughs> um, and I do, I like that they... Uh, Peter Barton asks Linda Blair why she is joining the sorority Uh because she doesn't seem the type. Yeah. Um, And she said she doesn't really know but that she's like hooked up this sweet deal where she writes all their English papers and then she gets the best room of the house, a free car, and clothes. Yeah. And like this is the deal they've worked out. What? Oh, I didn't know there were those kind of deals available.
1: I, I remember when she said that part of the movie, I was kind of waiting for her to be like, oink, just kidding. But she's totally serious. Yeah. Like that's a real thing. That's their deal. Like,
0: oh, all right. Okay. It's 1981. This is how it works. Why not? That's totally fine. <laughs> um, so then of course, Peter has his little uh, crony friend, Scott and a girl may who does not seem into it at all. Yeah. And they're going to scare them. Yeah. Uh, so they with, like,
1: pull up in their car and they're just like, let's do tricks.
0: And they are mm-hmm. way too excited. Yeah. Um, but my, perhaps my favorite exchange in the film uh, where May stomps off to go set a trap. Uh-huh. And uh, Scott says, what a little twat. We should have left her behind. And then Peter, in his Groucho Marx voice, says, why her best behind's the best part of her. We should have kept her behind and left the rest of her. And, the, and I like, there's always, I think we've noticed in these, the, like, these horror movies, movie it like, it's like, you have your Groucho, you got your Mae West, you yeah. got your W.C. Fields, you got your Captain Hepburn, yeah.
1: like, they're throwing it back. I know, way back, though. Like, yeah, I just think that's, I think that's so funny. I also like to, because they're there to scare them, that this foursome knows that that's the deal. Yeah. So immediately, they hear a scream, and they go and investigate. And uh, aside from having that sort of initial shock of like, oh, someone just screamed in a big, empty, creepy house. They're just like, all right, where's the speaker? Like, where is it? And they just go hunting for the traps. And I love that versus like, there's that, again, that kind of quality that will come in where there's that sort of almost meta quality, which, you know, people blame, as we've talked about in other podcasts, Kevin Williamson for like, the characters know they're in on the joke, it makes it less scary. But I feel like this is also a version of that, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of much like Radish and Final Exam, where... They know like they're here to be creeped out. Right. And so the it's gonna ask the movie a lot to do a lot to really scare them. Because in the beginning, any creak, any whatever, they're just like Nats fake. Let's find the fake. Let's find the switch. Let's yeah. find the speakers. And they're very savvy about it. And I really like that.
0: Yeah, I do too. And I like how Peter tells Scott like he's too into it. Mm-hmm. Like they're enjoying like terrifying people yeah. too much. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. like maybe that's not healthy. And um, so, yeah, so one of the friends may that goes off that is stomped off. Um, she early on is like dragged into a pit and decapitated by sort of an unseen uh thing man it's good to decapitation. I, yeah. I, it's it's a sol- it's a solid scene yeah um, but he does but she's she is face grabbed and then dragged right down and the face grabbing in this movie by the oh, creature yeah. is very common comes up a lot it's not go for the throat it's yeah. your turn and I'm gonna grab the whole front of your yeah. face with my big gross
0: hand i think that our i i think it's an ineffective way to grab somebody um but maybe i just think that because my hands are too small maybe if i had like giant big gross huge hands. hands i could just like grab like michael s- myers hands in halloween yeah. 2 like yeah. that big gross hand where we were like that's not your boyfriend's hand that, yeah. yeah it's like Sasquatch's hand yeah maybe Wait, you maybe we would grab more faces maybe i would yeah I don't, think, I don't know if I've ever grabbed anyone by the face. I got to start doing that. Face grab. I don't think people enjoy that. It's I know. It's way to get punched in the nose. <laughs> real quick. Get your hand off my face. Um, um, they have a, a, a projection that they yeah. scare Marty with. Which this, is pretty convincing. Yeah, really good. This like projection. Jacob
1: Marley kind yeah. of like ghost that comes like clinking along. But again, it's like Linda Blair is sort of kind of the one who's like, I'm not scared. That's stupid. But please open the door. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even though, but it's pretty impressive. And I like, would be
0: freaked out. Yeah. I would be scrabbling for the door as well, which yeah. of course we won't open right. until suddenly it opens. Ta-da! And then she falls out and yeah. runs in. And,
1: and, but then immediately, like uh, Peter Barton like brings her back in and it's like, okay, let's figure out the trick. Like, yeah. where were you standing? What happened? Da-da-da-da, you know, like, yeah, and let's they figure let's it, sort out. it out. Yeah, they totally like, sort it out together. And so that. That beat is played out quite a bit in this, and I think that's a I think that's a good idea. I feel like some people would just be like, no, you should have them get scared earlier on, and then you could just keep ramping it up. Right. But again, because like just much like we were talking about before about the idea, if they're really a, a proper dynamic, then you're like, oh, I don't want that to happen to them. If you feel like they're not like a bunch of scaredy cats, like they're like, what was that? What was that? And they're just like, no, they feel more like the audience, and they mm-hmm. feel more like, well, I wouldn't be scared of that. That wouldn't get me. That wouldn't. Um, which I think in the slasher, especially in this early 80s version of the slasher world, is pretty rare. Right. Like, mo- mostly it's like you hear one creak and it's like, oh! and then it's 15 minutes of walking through a house and then right. death. Um, no, this clips along pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Scott, who
0: is going up to the roof for phase two, physical right. terror. <laughs> We're Super into it. So like he lives for this uh. night. Um, and he's up up on the roof, mm-hmm. uh, rigging a dummy up. Right. Um, and just gets fucking. He's grabbed. Yep. Yep. And then yes. face
1: grabbed and head spun 180 yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah like wow that's that's not a good way to go um and then uh seth and denise are obviously off doing their thing and so jeff and marty go to bed and you know jeff's being a gentleman you know to his credit but then when it's time for them to go to bed they're in a room where there's like two twins and marty goes and lays down her bed and then jeff kind of slinks over to the bed and she says wrong bed and he's like oh and then he like goes over
0: nobody's ever said that to peter barton look at him he's like made
1: out of soap he's he, like <laughs> so incredibly he's visible. kind of carved looking yeah i mean this is a compliment he's beautiful. but it's like
0: but the, he's like so cheap soap opera soap. yeah soap opera guy like yeah. that's his deal
1: and he's in like that sort of like dashing puffy shirt right. with the vest and like the cute boots uh-huh. and you know like every guy looks dashing in that outfit and then they have this very sweet conversation
0: they since do. they can't talk right uh or they can't sleep i'm sorry mm-hmm. um about you know and uh, Linda Blair admits that she uh, has seen a saw a witch. She thought because yeah, cause he, uh, she asked if she thinks <gasps> that it a ghost. Wish one time. I saw a witch one time, and he one ups her by saying that he saw an elf once, uh-huh. and then that's just too weird. And then you're
1: like. No. 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 No, no one's buying that but story. I, it's again, it's one of those things where they said, like, I saw an elf one time and you're expecting like the wink or the laugh, but yeah. they're being serious, yeah. I think. Yeah. And it's just like, what? But that apparently bonds them together. Because like, she
0: says us weirdos gotta stick
1: together. Yeah. Kiss. Cute. So you're the, a beautiful weirdo. I'm a beautiful weirdo. They don't do it though, right? They just like they just make out. They just make out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but Denise, in the meantime, um, hears something on the roof and wanders around by candlelight for quite a bit. And I will say this begins kind of some these sequences in this movie where I struggle a bit with this film, where I feel like there is a lot of filling right. in these beats where someone hears something and they go and investigate yeah. because the going to investigate in this movie is so padded. I feel like this movie is like 20 minutes too long because okay. I feel like I like the first couple of times you take your long time because you're lulling them into security and right. then blah, you get them. Yeah. But they do that beat so often sure. and it got, lasts for so long you're like okay okay I feel like a distributor told you it had to be 100 minutes and right. so you're just like adding okay all this, I
0: think that's valid I know? think there could be more conversation less wandering agreed um but you do get her wandering in lingerie for a long time so that's yeah probably why she's wandering for so long
1: and if that was the only wonder I would right. give the movie sure. that of you course. know because like it's a beautiful girl like no problem you know um but yeah, but that's when she that's when she says the title of this um So so let me just point out that they're sleeping together.
0: So they've they've had sex. They're now sleeping in I just can't even imagine sleeping in the sheets of like How a haunted gross house is bed. That bed. It's so gross. And it's like probably a just, murder like, bed too. Lounging like, on it in their lingerie. Blah. Like, yeah, like yeah, no Very, very, very gross. Uh-huh. So, but then she's like wakes, she can't sleep, wakes up, like look, reaches over to the bedside and has a quaalude while she's sleeping. I'm like, what are you doing? And then she's yeah. like, No, can't sleep, gets up, wanders around, uh-huh. goes over to find a vanity where she starts like combing her hair like looking around for stuff yeah and then they have this gag where there's like horrible gorilla face right. imposed on her face right but she's so like wigged out on quaaludes that she says no oh, these quaaludes are murder on my skin uh-huh that's all that's all she has but I'm ch- yeah yeah it's, it's hard y- to scare someone on quaaludes they're pretty mellow from what i understand see mm. quaaludes don't exist anymore you guys in case you didn't know
1: they don't you- exist
0: no they don't exist at all i mean they do in the, like the bill cosby like under the table kind of way oh, i'm God, sorry so should i sorry. not have, i'm sorry i don't <laughs> want to drag quaaludes down with the bill Cosby name <laughs> because they're like they were like
1: they were they should stand on their own <laughs> well they were like
0: the big 70s drug because yeah. like they like really mellowed you out but you also like it was supposed to be great for sex uh, great for dancing and that kind it. of stuff they're supposed to be disco biscuits disco
1: biscuits
0: incredible i'm okay. sad that i cannot have them I don't have that kind of like. There's a separate
1: podcast somewhere where it's just you explaining drugs. If you
0: know where to get quaaludes, give them to me. (laughs) Let
1: me know. Um, And we will go on with the podcast. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, so basically Peter is like, where's May? Where's Scott? They haven't come back in a while. And so he goes looking for them. And then he finds Scott hanging where the dummy was supposed to be, has a real big freak out. Um, has to
0: go down a huge ladder down the side of this mansion yeah. where you've just found your best friend dead. Yeah. And like, now, like, uh, go down this ladder real quick.
1: The vicissitudes of Hell night. Mm-hmm. Like, it all just, it all went so wrong. This is not what it was supposed to be. Um. So, yeah, and then he runs to the, he runs to the gate, but it's. this part kind of confused me because later on he has keys, but it seemed like I thought he ran to the gate and tried to get out, but he couldn't. So I couldn't and then he goes into that crazy maze and I couldn't figure out if he just forgot he had the keys on him and he was just in such a panic because then he runs into this, you know, sort of like the shiny looking maze and uh, and he gets scythed, Mm -hmm. I guess. It's a good scythe death. It's a good scythe death. I wasn't expecting a scythe death. Scythe death. That's a good name for a band. Scythe death, if you can say it. Scytheth. you can say it, you're in the band, um yeah, so he gets and but he also gets face grabbed yep. face grabbed mm-hmm. and then scythe in the chest, mm-hmm. um, and then is sort of left like kind of pinned against some of the shrubbery mm-hmm. um uh this can we can we point out
0: um our favorite our favorite part of this film? this part delighted us so much upon okay. first viewing that I think we were round it several times too. to watch it because this is Seth uh he's gone out to the bathroom mm-hmm. he's coming back he he doesn't realize the peril that he's in he's just in his boxer shorts, yeah. and he's so stupid and so like and just, so pleased
1: with yeah. his own like because like
0: i just had sex with a girl and Adam on Quaaludes. <laughs> so he like slaps his own tummy and then just takes the waistband of his boxes and just goes snap yeah and we're like that's like and whistling like he's like the happiest guy totally little does he know there's a uh may's head is waiting for him yeah back in the bed mm-hmm. and so then he begins his real big freak out yeah where he's just like i'm out I'm done.
1: What I love about Seth at this point is because he's been like the surfer, sort of comic relief kind of male character. He goes full Scotty Evil Dead in this moment. Right. He comes out of it. But for a second, he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. your girlfriend. He, I'm out. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Where they're like, but where's Denise? But he's like, but I found another girl's head. But Denise, screw Denise. You know, yeah, he's I like. I just had just sex
0: with her like half an hour ago, but I don't even handed. care. And he's
1: like four hundred gates. And then he's like trying to climb the gates, but like his boots are too big. And so they can't like go through the slats. And they're properly. like 12-foot so,
0: tall gates with like spikes on the top. Do you know what I mean? And
1: he's just in full panic. And so like I feel like Jeff has to kind of be like, okay, 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 you can bail, but P.S. go get help for the rest of us. Yeah. And like finally he's like, okay, okay, okay. But I like that he has that moment between finding her head to just when he finally climbs over the gate where it was just, it's right to be so much of Scotty where he's just like, I'm out yeah. and I don't care and it's not my problem and yeah. like every man for himself. And I like when characters that are sort of otherwise heroic or funny or whatever just go full coward yeah. like just yeah. full panic coward doesn't care about denise
0: doesn't care about anybody i'm <laughs> no. leaving so he runs runs down to the front house and is yeah. knocking on the door trying to get in uh, a little continuity area here this bothered me okay they make a point of showing in the party sequence at the beginning that someone breaks the front windows uh-huh. with chairs
1: because oh, they yeah remark on like the party does not go oh, great until that yeah, happens. the
0: windows haven't been broken and then uh-huh. the windows get broken and then he can't get in and uh, i'm like
1: the front windows are broken yeah. just climb in
0: yep Okay. So yeah. let me just say that I was disappointed in that. But then they uh, they he he runs on over to the police station where <laughs> of course it's Halloween night yeah. and all these crap boys have come in and they are not buying a word of his story. Yeah. And um, so he makes the very dubious choice. What kind of police station is this? I know. Where there's just a room where there's just a table with guns all over it. All kinds. Not to mention ammunition yeah. laying right there. you your
1: poison. You Nobody
0: know? around. Yeah. Where he just goes and grabs a gun and like loads it up and like climbs out the window. It's
1: like zoink. Yeah. Wow, but that, that's some guts. Yeah, that is. That is I'm going to steal a gun
0: from a police station. Well,
1: also, I really like that. You know, even though it's the same character that had both this like incredibly scotty moment, but then is also really going through the ringer to then save his right. friends. And it's like all the same character. And you know, credit to Vincent Mad Patton, I totally bought it. Yeah. you know, like I bought that he was. It's the same guy, but it just it just took him a second. Like he was just panicked. And it was crazy. Um, and then he carjacks a dude. Yeah. he's like, get out. Um, the guy's like, I'm going to report you to the police. And he's like, "Yeah, please do. Tell them I'm at the manor house. I could use the help." Um, I can't believe he goes back though. And he totally
0: goes back. Like, I there's not any way in hell I would ever go back. I'd be yeah. like, "Sorry guys, but I'm waiting till dawn.
1: Like, I'm not going back in there." Do you think it would change if it was your actual friends versus people you were just thrown together with? I mean, or like I think him way. and
0: Jeff are supposed to be friends, but then you right. just like you I don't know how you'd make the police believe you. I don't know what just you going back by yourself with a gun seems like a bad idea and it is a bad idea
1: i feel like you would need to create like some sort of hostage situation where like the police would have to show up like maybe mm. carjack that guy but they don't have cell phones back then so no. I don't know how you'd know yeah tricky. it is tricky
0: but uh, he does get in yes. he does uh run into several dead bodies mm-hmm. uh as well as a monster yeah which he shoots in the chest
1: yeah twice yeah and it goes over into like that fountain. Yeah. Yeah. So, so well seems, done, Seth. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, great. You killed it. Great job. So he like comes barreling into the house and he was like, Marty, Jeff, I totally killed the guy. It's amazing. Come on. And then he is grabbed out of the shadows by an unseen creature. Two killers. Two killers. Um, And I wasn't quite sure if it was two killers or like Super first human. guy wasn't. Yes. But then they he pops his head out. So they have that kind of a great shot where um the gun pops out. And so they're like. So he's Seth is gone, the killer's gone, but there's a gun just kind of laying in the doorway. Do you go for the gun? Do you not go for the gun? And then Marty decides she's going to go for the gun, um, and she does, and that's when you see like the second, the second killer. Um, and so there's two of the kids that didn't get killed, I guess. Right. So two, the, the two of the sons, yeah. the weird deformed. Uh huh gorked sons gorked out gorked out sons yeah um so yeah so basically they uh they also later on they see uh jeff sees uh, a light uh in the garden and goes to investigate and finds a pitchfork yep. which he does not relinquish for the rest of the film he's like i got well it well done jeff this
0: is what i got yeah good final boy tactics Totally good go final weapon boy got it not letting go of it until they pry it out of my cold
1: dead hand basically yeah that's that's the deal um and so i also like they have another shot where uh they're sort of like you know he has found the body of peter but he has told Marty. And so they're holding up back in the room and he's kind of holding the pitchfork looking at the door and then they have the super Halloween shot where yeah. instead of Michael Myers popping up out of the darkness like the carpet rises uh-huh. like kind of in like the left third of the shot Um, and then Linda Blair turns around and there's like a hole under where that carpet is and like the creepy guy is like underneath there. Um, And then they have this hole, you know, he goes he back to pitchforks, pitchforks him, goes back down the hole and then this is where I feel like Jeff makes his mistake, uh, where he gets very testosterone-y about it. And it's like, screw you for trying to kill me. I'm going after you, and I'm going to kill you. And then Linda Blair doesn't want to be left alone. So she's like, yeah. I'll go with you. Double mistake. Yeah. Double mistake. Like, don't get, don't let your boyness get the better of you Why in these situations.
0: Would you ever go into some fucking tunnels yeah. after this creature... Who, that's where they live man Yeah, they know where everything is yeah. you know where nothing is Not a thing. and like they're murderous obviously it's yeah. the worst decision Terrible
1: and idiom. then Marty's just like crying yeah. and being weepy and uh... and then they find that like the, the weird dining room table set up right. and it's like super Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it's, it's like a the, little homage. the family's all there and then that's when they finally find Denise and she's there super dead uh, and they have a real big freak out and then they're chased by the second killer mm-hmm. all the way outside um, and and, and, you know, and again, I feel like there's a lot of the character of uh, Marty also ends an eye, by the way, mm-hmm. um, the character of Marty, I feel like for the most part is is meant to be our final girl, but is heavily propped up by Jeff yeah. throughout this whole thing. And I feel like the moment when Jeff starts making bad choices is suddenly when Marty steps up. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like even though that doesn't happen to like the last 15 minutes of the movie. I'll give her that, but I honestly feel, I honestly feel like the bulk of her survival until he starts making bad calls is really due to him yeah. rather than her getting kind of like Nancy on it early days and like taking care of business. Right. Like she doesn't really take care of business to like the bitter, bitter end. Sure. Well you know? there's a
0: reason that there's only like a select few in the final girl ranks and because not everybody lives up to snuff and like you can be a final girl and still be kind of a wuss for yeah, most of the movie. For
1: most of the movie, yeah. So they get so they kind of try to barricade themselves in a room and then they try and bail on the roof. And unfortunately, poor Jeff is caught and thrown to his death. Yes. Um, and uh, and she escapes onto the roof and then kind of escapes all the way down.
0: But she is, there was a, a moment where uh, she's going down the ladder, which again, this is like a huge mansion. They're really right. high in the air. And uh, going to this like rope ladder. And then um, the creature starts to strangle her while she's on the ladder. <laughs> no. I'm like, that's the worst. And just man. not
1: fair, you know? Because yeah. you're like, I, uh, I I'm do- on a ladder. I do <laughs> wait? I was like, <laughs> Get down. Wait? I to wait? It's like, no, I'm... I'm Try to kill you I'm sorry that that wasn't clear actively trying to murder you sorry sorry I just we thought there were rules that's not gentleman's rules like how dare you Um, so basically she escapes and you know the sort of they talk the conversation that she had with Jeff in the earlier part of the film where it's the oh P.S. I also know how to work cars comes in very handy because uh, she's able to she gets the key from Peter's body she's got to like pry it out of his hands
0: I really hope I never have to pry anything out of a dead person's hands that seems very unpleasant it's not the dream, and then it's like you have the key, but you're so freaked out that your hands are shaking, and you, and you can't, can't work get, the key. Can't get the that's key. That's my nightmare. Lock.
1: It's the, like that I can't start the car or yeah. I can't unlock a door because my hands are shaking so much because I'm so scared. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, shaky hands, my death. Yeah. So
0: luckily, Seth has left this car that he hmm. carjacked outside the gate, and she gets in, and the car won't start. But she knows how to fix
1: the car. I know. So- I really want to learn how to hotwire a car. I, think I feel like could- that'd be a really great skill to know how to do.
0: You would be the best car thief because you would never be suspected. Like, Good you call. could get away with it so hard
1: hmm. I gotta go. See, we um, just need to be
0: criminals because no one would ever suspect us. No one would ever catch us. And then they'll, they'll listen to this podcast later in the police station, they'll be like, but they say right here that they like want to carjack a car. like, officer,
1: we were joking. Hey. Blink, blink, blink. Hey.
0: Um, so she gets back in the car um, and then starts to drive away mm-hmm. and then the monster is on the roof of the car. Right. So how does she not see the monster on the roof of the car?
1: Other question. Also, he like bursts through the windshield starts yeah. strangling her and she takes her hands off the uh, steering wheel and then somehow the car like 180s back towards the house without her hands on the wheel. Maybe like
0: her elbow hits it or something. Sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. A a, a couple questions. Moments of disbelief. A couple questions. Before she bailed, before she uh, drove off with the car, she backed into the gates and the top of the gates have these sharp spear points on them. And so they're sort of facing forward. So when the car U-turns and comes back and she hits the brakes, it like propels second uh, deformed kid uh, like kind of pinned sort of impaled. Yeah, like up in the air uh, in a kind of gross way. And she like kind of passes out in Just fear. on, on
0: uh, face forward into the steering wheel, ha- horn blaring. The, the super 80s horn yeah. that, like, uh. the cars don't have anymore.
1: Yeah, I was like, like, so loud. Passes out, and then, yeah, and then it's sort of, like, a few hours later, and she comes to, and he's still there, impaled, hanging in the air. Just to
0: kind of, like, work her way out of the car, because she's yeah. stuck in the gate and the whatnot. Yeah, and, and she then- has that
1: crazy, like, dawn walk, towards camera where and you're then, like oh you're crackers forever yeah
0: yeah and then you get a find a girl freeze frame and it's good night irene
1: yeah and that's it was there a hell night too did no. they just get okay so that was it one and done
0: I, uh, it has some problems, but I enjoy this film a lot, and it's okay. all because of the characters. Mm-hmm. I could use a little more conversation, as we say, but the conversation we do, around. yes, but the conversation we do get is 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 well written and mm-hmm. witty, mm-hmm. and I feel like everybody gives a good performance, and I think it's a fun film to watch.
1: Yeah, no, oh, I could see that. Um, so gore factor: one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup; two, a puddle of blood; three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer; four, bathtub of blood; and five is run for the barf bag. And you and I both gave this a three. Uh, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Mm-hmm. We've got some nastiness. No, definitely. There's some gross things.
0: Um, and then we have movie ratings. Uh, one to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely... Bar- bar- <laughs> I think it's pronounced barely. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Why does my tongue do that? I sometimes... I've been talking for 39 years. So I don't understand. <laughs> what is going on? Two, two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastic oracle. We both give this a
1: four, not too shabby. I would say that I would amend it probably to a three now. Ooh. Yeah, I think I've see more, seen better. I think, uh, you know, there there are things about this movie. Uh, slasher genre isn't necessarily my favorite to start mm-hmm. off with. So I think already it's a bit of an uphill battle for me. But I also think that just the extra 20 minutes of this movie that I feel like it doesn't yeah. need. Um, a lot of times it was like, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. <sighs> yeah. And then I'm like waiting for 20 minutes while like Jeff and Marty are like wandering around yeah. the cellar for like 20 minutes and then some stuff happened and then sure. more. And then Denise is now going to wander around for 20 minutes right. so I feel like I, every time I would kind of start getting into it it would suck me out with this okay. kind of stuff and so I feel like that earns more of a scene worse scene better for okay. me. I think I think perhaps that we watched this film quite
0: early in our in our year of watching oh, okay. and like by the end we had seen so many bad ones that we like our rating it was like, system Christ, uh, was uh, was a little influenced. wonky yeah and we were like this was really great compared to whatever Yeah, like Sinjinor or whatever it is we watched <laughs> well, we're gonna get um, there folks <sighs> I <laughs> hope you're ready. Um, but I'm not ready. yet, because uh, next week we got a good one for you. We're very excited. Mr. Craven's back. We love Mr. Craven. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his uh, lesser, lesser film, lesser known. Lesser known not films. Not lesser. I was amending it. 100%. I wouldn't
1: say such things about Wes Craven. Um, the Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah. 1988, uh, starring Bill Pullman. Um, it's, yeah, it's an interesting one. There's a combination of sort of elements of this film that I feel like you'd Don't see in horror films. I agree. I I really like it, so I look forward to chatting about that one.
0: We'll see you next week for some voodoo, very live fun. (laughs) What other kind of fun is there? What other kind of fun is there? (laughs) See you guys. Brain to survival.